How is it going, everybody? We're back with a podcast. Is it um episode thirteen now? Yeah, man, we're stomping. Uh, ep- ep- Slowly progress to twenty. Episode thirteen. Uh, we're on a Wednesday, which is quite a rare date for us. I don't know if we've filmed on a Wednesday yet, but shit happens. Mm. We've gone actually through UCL predictions last time. Some of the games have actually happened now. We we're waiting on two games today, I believe. So we're kind of gonna go through the predictions for the for the UCL today and kind of just get just get chatting of what we think and you know some of the stuff that went down. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just um like let's just see how we predicted, see how it went, and you know just talk about the teams briefly. Obviously, the ones we've watched, we can talk about more. The ones that we just like, sort of watched highlights about and stuff like that, we'll just obviously briefly talk about. Yeah. Cool. I mean, so I guess starting us off with the first game of the week, Bayern versus PSG. So we actually guessed one nil. Was we correct? Damn right. This is this is mainly you as well. To be fair, I wanted to go PSG, but you did convince me on the day. Yeah, and I think it definitely played out as people thought it would. I guess certainly how you thought it would. So tell me about it. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, going into this game, for some reason, I just thought Bayern on the day. You know, Bayern when it comes to Champions League are just so good, and like they, it's like, you know, if you think of a. You see our team first. You think Real Madrid, and then I feel like you think Bayern Munich, don't you? Like Bayern has been so strong in uh, in you know the UCL recently, and I, I don't know, just something in my heart just says Bayern are gonna do it, and uh, they came out to be the stronger team on the day. Yeah, seeing like Bayern losing the first knockout round, like something you just don't see often. You don't, you don't do you? See it's like it's it's like England getting to the round of sixteen in the World Cup, and it like uh. they'll always win one, but they'll never win the second. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was predictable, but I watched the game. It's one of those where, like, their their team is so much weaker without Mbappe on it. Yeah. And, oh, my God, there was a completely different team when he come on. I'm so excited. I think this is the most excited I am for a second leg. No. Um, this second leg could be nuts. Obviously, yeah. Byron had a red card, so that could play a factor as well. Yeah, Pavard got in extra but... time. That's a feels bad man. I think PSG are going to be gunning for it in a second fixture. Um, so this one I think could be a really good watch if we're going to watch one of the second legs. Yeah, should be good. Well, I'm actually happy. The first game was actually correct. <laughs> um, second Geniuses. game was, Yeah, what, what can we say? The casual podcast spitting facts. Um, <laughs> the, the second game was AC Milan versus Tottenham. We guessed 1-0 AC Milan. Can you tell me, was we right? Yeah, right. We was right. Well, damn, almost setting a trend here. <laughs> Well, it might be short-winded, we'll see. <laughs> um, you know, I kind of as predicted, it was it was a little bit of a tough, uh, tight game, right? Yeah, it was tight. I, I, I'd say I didn't watch the 90 minutes. I watched the extended highlights that were like 15 minutes. It looked yeah. like two pretty flat teams, to be honest. Pretty uninspiring. Obviously, Tottenham were starting to have issues with Conte now, aren't they? And obviously, you know, prayers go out to him. I hope everything's okay. He's staying in Italy because he's just had a surgery. Um, so a little bit of weirdness going on in there. So I'm not sure how what they're gonna do about manager or they're just gonna wait. Obviously, he doesn't even have a contract for next year yet. So really, is up in the air. Their manager that they don't know is staying is currently recovering in a different country. Nah, you see, so do you know what's actually going on? He's uh studying the AC Milan tactics for the second leg as it's in Italy. 
Oh, he's, I see. He, from, from my sources, what I've heard is that he's keeping a very close tabs on the AC Milan, especially Giroud. Um, Giroud seems to be on the, you know, the form of his life. So what I've heard yes, from, you know, because I, I am quite into my Tottenham facts. Uh, I have been hearing these kind of speculations and rumours going around the camp. <laughs> I see. You're just in the know, aren't you, when it comes to Conte? You yeah. You know quite personally. I mean, you know, me and Conte go hand in hand. It's kind of like my second brother. Go way back. It's, it's like the brother I never had, so... You know, what a guy. What a guy. you know, you heard it here first. You know, I'm I'm sure a football insider. You know, all these kind of publications will be you know quoting this podcast very soon. Yeah, no little little quote marks. Yeah, you, might, you know, show. if you if you've been to uni, done your dissertation, you know what's going to happen. Uh, you got a cite at the bottom no, as well. Yeah, as... Nick, um, casual fo- football show, mm. uh, 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 dates, oh, time. Yeah, uh, vo- volume thirteen. <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> Season one, volume thirteen. Oh, it's great. Well, I don't know. Like, would it? Do you think the second leg will go Milan's way? Do you think they'll just like just be good enough again? Is that where is that where you're leaning? Um, I don't know, man. Because like, obviously, it's that that is going to be a do or die. Damn Tottenham. I, don't, I have a feeling we're going to see a little bit different Tottenham this time. I think we're going to yeah. see a little bit more high energy, maybe, and fighting for a little bit more. They might stun AC Milan, you know. I, in my head, I I can see it going Tottenham's way. Maybe I could definitely see this being one of the fixtures that goes from like one team's favorite to the other. Yeah, like I could definitely see it. Penalties. But... Yeah, that would be interesting. But I don't know. It's just screams of like whichever team wins is probably just going to get knocked out in the next round. Like that's how uninspiring these two teams are I mean, to me on a European level. Depends. Like, yeah, actually, no, I was, I was going to say it depends. They might get Club Bruges, but they're going to be knocked out. So what am I talking about? Yeah, uh, <laughs> probably. Well, you never know. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. AC Milan, all fourth from grace from AC Milan, mind, winning the Scuderetta last year and now just looking bang average versus a bad Tottenham well, team. Uh, uh, a, a decent, a good Tottenham team on their day, but a bad Tottenham team when it's not their day. I mean, AC, you know, AC Milan, Tottenham has the players they kind of, you know, it's not, it's not a bad squad. The The full 11 isn't a bad 11. You know, obviously it could be a little bit better. It could be more like Arsenal's, but um, it's not it's not the worst thing in the world. They've lost Spence and Kerr now, and they, for the rest of the season. Yeah. Potentially, potentially even the start of next year, which is crazy. That's a big injury. What, what, yeah. what was the injury? You know, or... I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it was on top of my head, but he's out, out like six months sort yeah. of thing. What, like, what, he's done. Not, not a dead leg now. No, and he just came back as well. So it's one of those. It's scary, isn't it? Is when you get injured as soon as you've come back, you start staring down the barrel of like, you know, it threatening your career. The best trait you can have is availability, and as soon as that comes at jeopardy, everything's in trouble, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the times as well, when you have like a six-month, three-month injury, when you come back, you get like a little micro-injuries for like a week or two and stuff like that happens. So, you know, it's just such a hard thing, you know, when you have such a long injury. I think they'll bounce back. Like, their midfield's okay. They'll need a really good centre-back, which I think they'll sign. Yeah. They'll need another really good midfielder to start in that team. And then you've got loads of good pieces around there. Obviously, it's just like Pedro Poro. Um, had a terrible first 45 minutes in the Premier League from what I've heard. Got subbed off in like 60 or something silly Ooh. like that. Apparently it was really bad. Apparently he was playing like a, literally like a winger. Really? Um, but yeah, I, I don't watch it, so I don't want to, I don't want to crucify the man, but I've heard some, some pundits and some YouTube people <laughs> grill him for the 45 minutes he had, but 
Let's not be harsh on the man if he's played 50 minutes of football. Yeah, I, th- I think nowadays people just are so quick to hate on someone that's crazy. Everyone wants to have the hot take, don't they? That turns out right. <laughs> yeah, I've had plenty Including of them. Us. Yeah, I've had plenty of them on this show. Um, yeah, is there anything more to say about this? Kind of just a boring fixture, isn't it? Yeah, it's just one of those. Like, I think one of the poorer teams will win it and then they'll probably go out next round, won't they? It's, it's but whoever wins team. this will not be favourite in their next round, will they? They'll be the underdog in their next round. Yeah, I mean, you know... Maybe br- barring bringing along to like, Yeah, I mean, bringing on to Chelsea and Dortmund, you know, they didn't look exactly, you know, stellar, did they? So I guess, if you know, you never know. Yeah, I suppose. One of these teams, if they got either Chelsea or Dortmund, I fancy it. So, yeah. like, this, this game... We predicted this to be 1-1, and then we had a 1-0 Dortmund win with an absolutely crazy goal. I assume we've seen the goal. Yeah, I've seen that. Rather than the, almost the whole length of the pitch. <laughs> like, what a good, what an impressive goal. Yeah, literally madness. Um, but, from what I understand, a very controlled game by Chelsea. Chelsea were definitely the better team. Yeah. Definitely looked like scoring. Yeah. But, <laughs> they didn't, again. I mean... <laughs> How many times do we hear this story? You know, someone controlling the possession, having more passes, having more shots. It's just, you know, actually being able to score in that, you know, in that chance you get, you just got to score it. Yeah, 100%. Oh, have you seen all the memes about Jao Felix getting goal of the month for February? Nah. You know, the goal, like the ball over the top and then he like tapped it past the goalie? Oh, uh, the offside the one. Goal? No, 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 no. So, so it was one, the one that was on. Yeah. Basically, that got goal of the month in February. Right. That was the only goal they scored in February. Uh, Chelsea Football Club scored one goal in February. That's mad. What the fuck? They've conceded two less than what they've scored since Potter's taken over. If only That's outscored bad. their opponents by two. Chelsea Football Club. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? I'd love to see. I'd love to see what it was in February. There, like minus five. Yeah, terrible. Something I mean, like that. Oh, fucking hell. I it's mean, hard watch, but Felix uh, looks good. He's excited for sure. Yeah, I mean, but like, he... you're just not. You're just not going to be able to buy him though. For how many years he signed to Atletico Madrid? It's so pointless. Yeah, I mean, you will be able to buy him. It's just he's going to go for such yeah. a crazy fee. They're going to yeah. want their money back, aren't they? They paid 130 for him, didn't they, when he left Benfica, uh, and he just signed a four year extension. And they just paid 105 for Enzo. Athletic, if he scores six for the end of the year, they'll be well within their rights to ask for their money back. Nah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think they'll be able to ask for 130 mil back. That's what they'll ask for, because he'll be worth that to them, though, when he is the thing. Like, he'll come back and he'll be their I, guy I, again. I, really. th- I think he'll go for, like, 70, 80, in my opinion. I, I, I you think, reckon? I reckon he'll go for 70 or 80. But, like, if you think about it, like... <sighs> They secured that contract just so they can actually sell him. They were going to let him go for free, pretty yeah. much. So yeah, I, I, they I, had Simeone, didn't they, for ages, and he just like didn't fit in the system. Yeah, at and, all. and now that Simeone is going to keep his job, like yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. He's it, either right. keep him on your books or let him go for. I, I think he'll go for seventy and eighty. I don't. I think for him to go to one hundred and thirty, he would have to score like mad amounts of goals. I don't think yeah. six. I don't think he, I don't think he'd go for another thirty. I think that's what they'll ask for. I think they'll start at that sort of thing. They might start like, at it. like Enzo asked, you know, they was like we want one twenty sort of thing, then they're going for like hundred and five. Yeah. That'll be like based off factual performances, this is obviously hypothetical if he does continue to play well. Based off numbers, guaranteed, you know, age, everything, he Absolutes. To Chelsea 
Kieran Bulworth 130. It's fucking if Enzo was worth 105 and he's played yeah. 20 games of professional football, they're in their right. They won't get it, obviously. No. God, please, Chelsea, don't pay that for someone who's hasn't been good well, for a while. But, the, thi- oh. the thing is, like talking about, you know, Felix doing well. Mudrick is looking very like on the fence of actually being a flop right now. Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? He, he looks I, fast I, I, and that kind of stuff, but to pay to pay hundred nearly million for him, qua you're expecting him to hit the ground running. Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? Like the, the problem is you've inherently underpaid. If you pay twenty million less, you'd allow him a season and a half of being average, wouldn't you? Yeah. But at that price, he's gonna get this half of the season to be average. Next year, he'll be expected to put up. Six, seven goals, six, seven assists across the season. Yeah, that that's just what's expected of him when you come at that price tag. He won't get the luxury of having two years to bed into the team. Like next year, he will be expected to be a good, high performing player within the team, and that's unfortunately the situation he's in. Yeah. Um. Can he do it? Of course. I mean, yeah. It's it's, 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 it's only been like what um, four. Yeah. Not even four, probably like three games since he's yeah, joined. I don't think so. he's getting four. I don't think he's getting four nineties either. They've changed the squad so many times, haven't they? Yeah, which is the scary thing about Chelsea at the moment. Like I could, if you told me to write down Chelsea starting eleven for their next game, I'd probably get what uh, six, six, maybe seven. I mean, I don't know. I th- I think Chelsea's been establishing a little bit more. Like you know, Felix is starting. You know, Mudrik is starting. You know, Enzo starting. Um. Uh, that you're running out of players there, mate. Nah, Ben <laughs> starting. You sh- you sh- sure think so that Thiago is going to start, but I think they had him on the bench. Don't know why. Mm-hmm. Kepa starting that six. Um, Aspiliqueta's out with injury. Reese James is starting. Is Chilwell injured or is he fit? Both him and James are like on that edge. I on think they're both edge. getting minutes now, but not nineties sort of thing. Yeah, so Reese James. I guess if you about Chilwell, I don't Mounts. Yeah, right, fine. Yeah, six, six like, or seven, yeah. You're getting like six or seven, aren't you? Yeah. But like, if you told me to predict Arsenal's, like, I'm getting ten. <laughs> nah. Like, he'll probably make one change every week. <laughs> Odds on, I'll get eleven. Nah, bro, <laughs> you watch that, you, you see one lineup, you're getting eleven and the subs bench. I'll <laughs> <laughs> get them all, bro. But yeah, I don't know. So, obviously, the big... I don't know, obviously, how much you watch of, like, football YouTube and stuff like that, but, like, Rory is the massive Chelsea fan on YouTube. Yeah. Um, And he has been pioneering the yeah. Chelsea, the Potter out campaign recently. How do you feel, obviously, he's, what, six months into his five-year contract? No, even less, like, five months into his... And they've signed 20-some-up players in the last 18 months. But spent over six hundred million pounds. But they've been dog shit. Like there's no way like we can't beat around the bush. They have been dog shit. There was a clip of a Fulham fan saying they were going to Craven Cottage, obviously a home game for them, fancying to take points off Chelsea, and they did. What what world do we live in where Fulham are fancying to take points off Chelsea? I mean they are shit. I mean like anybody right now, they play Chelsea like, okay, cool, we can we can get the three points. you can easily get the draw. And if we lose, like it's been a bad day at the office. And we're talking about like if the only teams that can't say that right now are probably Southampton. Other than that, <laughs> even if bro, even if I was a Bournemouth fan right now, I'd be like, even if we start Michael B. Jordan up front, I'm pretty sure we could win. 
But Southampton just beat them, didn't they? That that's the big thing. Exactly. They just lost one 0 to rock bottom of the league. They're s- they beat Chelsea and they're still last. Yeah. What is going on? So like the big main things for him for like big Potter out movements is they don't score enough, which is consistent with his time at Brighton as well. They always underperform XG, and now Brighton are scoring goals for fun. And people are just not a fan of his interview style and like how he comes across in there. It's yeah. so meh, isn't it? There's no like yeah. it, he doesn't scream passion. But again, like this is I'm not saying this is right, but it doesn't scream passion. It, he's not pissed off because we're because they've lost the last four games. Like I don't know. I, mean, I get, but they're a different fan base, aren't they? Chelsea, yeah, they're I just mean, unique. The, the thing is, like with the interviews, can't really judge them off the interviews because obviously all of them are media trained. You know. They're they're saying what they can, so and how they can. So I wouldn't say that interviews are truly telling, but you know, from his results, from how uninspiring they look in an attack, yeah, I don't, I, I don't like being the guy that's you know says, oh, he has to get the sack, but it's coming to the end of the road, isn't it? Something's got to change soon. Like if we're talking like under Abramovich, like he wouldn't have a job. Like he wouldn't. No, no, no. Like, walking away, from, walking away from a one-nil loss to Southampton, you'd lose your job. Yeah. Like again, not saying that's the right way to do things. Like he but would, that's he, just how it is. He wouldn't even be on a team bus going out, kind of thing. Nah, and he'd have known, wouldn't he? Like if if Mourinho was tenth and I lost to Southampton one-nil, like he isn't trying to get on the bus, is he? He's packing the shit and going yeah. home. Like there's no point in me even having this conversation. I mean, just to be like, I guess the devil's advocate, you know. Porter's not performing very well, but are they all his signings? Is are the you know are the players the players he wanted and how he wanted to play? I don't yeah. know because obviously Todd Bowley just been going off on one and probably going to get investigated sooner sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this. I don't think I would sack him. But if they do, I'll understand. Like, once you've yeah. publicly said, we're going to judge him off years, you've offered him a five-year contract, let's be honest, their last, what, five or six signings have been people under the age of 22. <laughs> it's like, these people aren't going to produce results straight away, but he needs to be told, like, this isn't good enough. And of course he is being, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, like, if if I'm putting myself in the shoes of, you know, the owners of Chelsea, I guess the team isn't bad enough to go down. It's not. It's not bad enough to go down. It won't go down. So I think I would keep it. I would keep him to the end of the season. See how he performs. If if it, things are looking on up and things are really nicely progressing towards the end of the season, I'd keep him. But if things are still the same at the end of the season and you're sitting like ten, twelve, yeah. it's gonna go. Yeah. So like they lots like Rory always makes his point on his YouTube videos where he says like if. Potter's sacking is inevitable at some point. Why keep waiting? So, like, is there a world where Potter actually manages Chelsea for five years and wears, wins multiple trophies and the fans love him? Is there a world where that actually happens? I mean, if you don't believe it, then why even wait it out? Sort of well, thing is his point. Well, the thing is, in, like, in that case, though, like, if it's inevitable, like, you don't know if it's inev- inevitable. Because you just don't know if he's going to perform or not. So I think Chelsea are just looking at it in a way like, you know, we're, we we want to try and do the Potter process. I, I, I first-handed, I know what it was like with Arteta. 
Arteta had a shocking start to the season. We lost like we haven't had a win in fifteen games. It was awful. So I, I don't know. I think I think I I totally disagree with the like whole um. It's inevitable, so just sack him already. Because at the moment, who's going to take over Potter? Who, who? I guess, who, who? Like, tell me one manager that's going to take over Potter right now. Zidane. Right. Or I mean, the guy he suggested was Simeone. Get him out. Let's go. But you're right. Yeah, but your, op- your options are Tuchel again, which wouldn't happen because Todd Bailey's still there. Zidane, Poch obviously is on the market, but Chelsea fans will not be happy if you get Poch. No. Um, and I... then taking someone out of their position, which Chelsea can do. Don't get me wrong; they have that power, but. You don't want to be those people, do you? But I just don't think Zidane would even take the Chelsea job. Oof, that's a hot take. Why not? I just... Like, who had Zidane manage? I'm not too educated. Is it just been Real Madrid? I think that's a, yeah, I think that's his big thing. Is that like, I don't think he's done it's, much. It's too, bro, it's too fucking risky for Zidane. Going from Real Madrid and like... What did he achieve at Real Madrid? Not much, did he? I think they won the UCL, but he wasn't there for super long. He wasn't there for super long. Please tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he was very good. So going to Chelsea is asking for your career to die. Yeah, it's a a risky place to go at the moment. Simeone, he's not a Chelsea guy either. He's edgy. Like he he, he he gives the interviews that he like he'll be a dick in an interview sort of thing if that's what you want from your manager. But I don't think that's what Chelsea wants from their manager. I think Chelsea wants a yes man right now. Todd Bowley, I think, wants a yes man, and Potter is. I think yes Todd. Man. I think Todd Bowley wants what Potter is doing right now, sort of thing. Trying his best, managing like it's insane. They have like thirty-two players or something silly like that. Like he has to leave like six. He has to like leave like six people out of training every day. Like what the fuck is going on? Like. I do like he deserves the benefit of the doubt, hundred percent. But the short fact is, Chelsea fans will not accept this, will they? And once you lose the fans, yeah, I how mean, do you get a, back from it? It's a slippery slope when you lose the fans. Well, the only way you do win the fans is by performing. Simple as that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean they'll need to win loads of games and they'll need to look better, won't they? But yeah. yeah. I just thought it was interesting. Like, I wouldn't sack him because of what you've committed to, and you automatically give yourself that name, don't you, as a leadership group? If you sack Potter now, because um, essentially everything you said in the media is bullshit. If you sack him now, yeah, because um, you said you're going to give him time. You said you're going to trust him, and even if this is the right decision to get rid of him, you're essentially admitting you were fucking wrong, and you will sack someone. So, like, yeah. Oh, it's dangerous, isn't it? I'm pretty sure I said this on a podcast before, though. Like, um, like football clubs do it all the time, though. They say, you know, they're going to pack the manager and they just let them go, oh, don't yeah. they? I don't know. I, we could we could literally ramble about this for ages. There's literally so many yeah, variables. No, no and like, uh, But I guess your final thought, is, is Potter out actually a decent case or not? Nah? Yes, they have a case for it. If he, if I open my phone and it said Potter has been sacked, I'd be like, do you know what? Even with all the variables, he might have deserved it. Yeah. Uh, will they? No. Should they? No. But if they do, I'll be like, do you know what? Even with all the variables, you got to perform better than what they're doing. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much on the same page as you. Like, I, I wouldn't sack him, but if I did see on my phone, I'd be like, you know what? Fair enough. Like... I mean, like, there's other project managers out there. Like, he did a great job at Brighton, don't get me wrong. But if someone 
else joined and were performing this bad, pretty much anyone else on the planet, we wouldn't be discussing this, would we? So would Lampard do a better job? I mean, uh, as a final I'd like to take. say yes as an England fan, <laughs> but his track record is showing no. <laughs> what? I mean, I, he did a better job at Chelsea. I, I was going to say, I'd love to see a stat Lampard season compared to Potter's season, like, it'd comparison. It'd be better, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be better, for sure. Oh, well, I guess... We, Different I, circumstance. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see at some point what happens with Potter, but I, I hope it, mm. he does turn... Well, I hope he turns it around, but not in the title contending matter. Yeah, I hope he turns it around just because I want an English manager to be good. Like, we need more good English managers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that and uh, I just, I don't know, some, something about it just, you know, it, he didn't come from, like, all that glamour. Like, he went from Brighton. Like, it just has that he has a nice great, story. He has a great origin story. Yeah, he has a nice story about it. So I do kind of want it to work out. But if it means yeah, that agreed. Arsenal wouldn't win the league, then I hope I hope he gets sacked. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! All right, let's get back to our predictions. Yeah. What did we guess? So, what was the next one? We guessed Benfica would win. If by memory we guessed either three or four, we didn't really go into it because we just knew it would be a spanking, which it was two 0 Two 0 was spanking ish, but I think we said yeah. three or four goals. I watched the highlights. They look fairly comfortable. Obviously, the highlights don't tell the full story, do they? But you no. go once you win the first leg two 0 Like it takes a real upset on it in the second one. Like. Yeah. Even if you score three, you got to keep a clean sheet. Then you're like, is a is a real task once you're two 0 down. I think it was at Club Bruges Stadium, wasn't it? Yes, I think so. Yeah, so away yes, win two 0 at home. You're gonna be feeling it. Yeah, as long as you're not complacent, then you're gonna just win, aren't you? Yeah, barring a really bad day at the office, I'll be fine. Yeah. Um, next one was Napoli win. We mm-hmm. that's what we predicted. Was it a win? It was sure, no, fuck, sure no. fucking was. Two that again. guy is class. I don't know how to say his name. What was this a, winger? This no? no, 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 no. This winger dude. So it's like obviously Ozeman is scoring all the goals at the moment, but there's like his left winger has like exploded this year as well, and he's on like 10 goals. He is a rapid. There's a clip of him like. Like back to goal, and he like flicks it around himself, and yeah. like burns the guy who was marking him, and burns the defender who was like obviously like all the way over here. Just burns both of them. Like he looks right. nuts, but I mean, if Ozeman gets any more Champions League goals, he's gonna be the record signing I think for this window. Like with the desire for classic number nines at the moment, there's really no price tag you can put on Ozeman at the moment. Yeah, he's, he's still fairly young, right in his prime. I was gonna say They're... this. I was gonna say this too. Like I, I hope they don't become what um a, a Monaco was. Remember when Monaco won the league all those years ago, yeah. and they got absolutely ransacked for their players. Yeah, that'd be sad to see. Yeah, I just hope it's not the same case, you know, because I actually really want Napoli. It's weird to say, but I want Napoli to win this Champions League. They have a chance to win it, and I really want it to happen. Oh, imagine how much he'd be worth if he scored a goal in the UCL final or something like that. Oh, the the man's going for crazy numbers. Where would he go though? Like, who needs a Man United? Maybe it'd be Man United, wouldn't it? Maybe Chelsea, but if Chelsea don't buy Felix, I suppose they got uh, Inkunku coming in though. But I think Man United is the the screaming obvious one, isn't it? Yeah, imagine him and Rashford tearing it up. Oh, I don't even want to be a part of that world. In Serie A, he's on 19 matches, 18 goals. Um, did he a goal again? 
he's got two in the UCL at the moment. It's just like he's yeah. If he goes to score like twenty eight or something like that in the league, and they make it, let's say one or two more rounds, because he's yeah. like a proper classic number nine. Is the thing like running in behind? He broke Ronaldo's jump record as well in the Serie A two yeah, weeks I've ago. Seen that. Like he is. Like he's the style of like the classic like Haaland and stuff like that. Like I'm standing in the middle, I'm running in behind, I'm picking up the ball and I'm scoring goals. Like, yeah, that's just so perfect for the game at the moment. But I feel and like, no one's doing it. Yeah, anymore. I mean, but the thing is, I feel like with Ozerman, he's not Ozerman. However, you pronounce his name, he's not as bottlenecky as um, Haaland is though. For like Man City, like I feel like Ozerman like gets out a little bit more. Kind of, he's not. He's your target man, but at the same time, he makes the runs. He makes the space as well. Like he's not kind of just passed to me, and I'll like run and score. You know? Yeah. Am I wrong? Fucking class. I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, I just hope he comes to the prem. But I mean, he could go Real Madrid or something like that. Obviously, Benzema was getting on a little bit, isn't he? Mm. Um, they definitely did a second up, but I mean, he's still class. I mean, that kind of brings us on to Real Madrid. Karen Benzema had a nice game, to say the least. What a genius, man! What a genius! Yeah. It's just, they're just Real Madrid. Like, there's no other way to talk I mean, about what happened. Yeah. Uh, that that it, that game from, like, no, let's be honest, our, po- our podcast before this, we doubted it. We doubted this mm-hmm. fixture a lot. We said... Yeah, this, what, is, this is our most wrong by far. Yeah, we said, we said 1-0 to Real Madrid is going to be a game of two teams that aren't going to make it. And wow, was we wrong. I would like to apologise for my sins of doubting Real Madrid. I mean, you, you know what we did here? We royally fucked Liverpool. Yeah. We said to, we said that it's going to just be a tight game of teams that didn't really look it. Wow. Real Madrid yeah. were like, you two need to shut the fuck up. We're Real Madrid. Yeah, Champions felt like League. a bit of a personal attack. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Karen Benzema definitely probably celebrated in his mind like, fuck these two. Yeah, it's just like it's ice cold, isn't it? Like they were two 0 down, and like you look at the players, and they were like, it's, "We're good. Like we'll be all right. We'll get through this sort of thing." It looked like they knew that, like worst case, they'll be going with in with a draw into the second leg. Like it just looked like they knew it. Yeah, Vinny, like what a <laughs> fucking player that guy is. That first, that, that first goal was whips that so hard. Yeah, that was impressive. That's that's a tight angle. There's three players around him, and he manages to pull that. It's up. ballsy as well, mind. Even going for it's ballsy. Yeah, I mean, you you'd have to do it at you know being two 0 down, but to pull it off as well with that pressure on you. Cool. That that's yeah. a player. That is a goalkeeper player. Goalkeeper mistakes on both sides. Both yeah. goalies basically passed the other team a goal. Yeah, that, um, that that's that's not something you see very often in football, but no, it's one of those like five two is definitely flattering. Like it, they didn't deserve to score five goals. <laughs> and there was a couple mistakes and stuff like that. Like I think their xG was literally under two. Really, but they're yeah, but they're just ice cold, aren't they? They're like if they yeah. get a chance, they're putting it in the back of the net. Yeah, like, um... it there's just no two ways about it. I mean, yeah, literally just saying like, look, guys, we are still Real Madrid. I feel like in a, cu- a couple of recent years, Barcelona, Real Madrid haven't been like it's not been the same ring around their kind of name, and it like it isn't it's not it's not been oozing the same way. But god damn, did they kind of bounce back? Yeah, it's fancy one. And, and you know it's they pulled off the, one. Yeah, I mean they they literally put a record on Anfield now. That's the highest ever goal scored against Liverpool at Anfield in a European competition. In a yeah. European competition, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, fuck, didn't it? 
I mean, if you're, it's gonna happen. If you want it to be happen to you by anyone, you're picking Real Madrid, aren't you? I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the that's the best team to do it uh, do it to you. Yeah. So what's so like Liverpool hitting with the classic Liverpool starting out of the gates, one hundred and eighty percent energy. Like we're gonna put you to bed before the game has a chance to develop like that's been their motto hasn't it the past few years under Klopp like go 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 yeah and then we'll slow down obviously they went and they got the 2-0 lead what changed for you is there any one or anything or any style that you kind of want to point out in particular like they um, were 20 minutes in they were 2-0 up 67 minutes in they were 5-2 down yeah I mean yeah that's crazy I'm not sure if there's any particular style I like, like, I like to put down. I don't think I um, watch Liverpool enough and see that like, kind of like dissect it like that. But it it just looked like they kind of got comfortable with it. You know, two 0 up at Anfield, you're comfortable with yourself. I, th- I mm. think I think it's just the matter of fact they started to get comfortable, and Real Madrid like nah, this is not over just yet. And then you know when it's when it's two two, you get a reality check. You're like shit. And then a little bit of shit in the pants. A little, little bit of poo-poo on the pants, you know, your bo- your white boxer are getting a little stained. And then when you start actually trying to go at the game again, nothing's happening and there it goes, just keep on piling. Yeah, I think Vinny had Trent on toast, didn't he, for most of the game. I yeah, mean, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it also it... doesn't help when Benzema scores a hat-trick against you. Yeah, and then obviously... The the player everyone wants to slaughter is Gomez, isn't it? Um, definitely yeah. at fault, uh, directly at fault for one, in my opinion. Which one and then, uh, I mean, I can't remember what order it is in, but like, it was just it was just shit. He was lagging behind the play, and he just wasn't, he wasn't in the play at all somehow. Um, and then quite a few, if you wanted to, you could point at mistakes or contributions to goals. Yeah, is. Is the narrative being pushed by Liverpool fans, or do you genuinely think he's that off the pace? But bearing in mind, we're talking about some of the best teams in world football. We're not talking about playing Luton at home. We're talking about Real Madrid and his defence. But I mean, what do you think? Is this just Liverpool scapegoating him a little bit, or do you think it's fair? I mean, I think Liverpool are definitely scapegoating him a little bit. I think for the first goal, first goal against Vinny, very much scapegoating him. Like, you know, there's three players around him. I guess he could be a little bit closer, but like, it, if you're it's closer, like, if you're closer and he nutmegs you, you look like an idiot, it, don't you? So. Yeah, it's such fine margins. I think blaming him for the first one is a little stupid, in my opinion. I, I bet a lot of people, you know, disagree with me, but I think it's a little stupid. Um, I'm not quite sure again what the order, but like, you know, well, people but, blame him for the pass back because he didn't put it out. He chose the easy option, sort of thing, and left Allison not a lot, not a lot of time, but Allison kicked the ball into the guy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, again, again, like, you know, Alisson could have just done a dummy or whatever, you know, booted it anywhere. Maybe Gomez could have done something else with it. You know, I'm not sure what other defenders would do. I reckon other defenders would have passed it back as well. Probably. And then there, there was one goal which he was, like, literally, like, 10 yards behind the play. And he's chasing it the whole time. And then there's one where he gives away possession early. Is there so, two, like, people... One of them got deflected off of him as well, didn't it? deflection one as well which i mean you're gonna put you're gonna put your leg out right (laughs) yeah but the thing is it hit him like it hit he made a strike forward and then it hit his back leg Mm -hmm. so then it 
flicking past Alison. But again, yeah, you are going to put your leg right. Whenever there's a deflection, really, majority of the time, like, a lot of people do the same. I don't know. Like, my, like he's, off, he's off the mark. Like, he isn't as he's good He's definitely as... past his prime. He's definitely past his prime. Yeah, so I just don't think his prime's ever been crazy high. Like, he's always been... He had been that one con- season, though, didn't he? Yeah, he's always made mistakes. But yeah, he's... He's not good enough, but again, we are talking about the apex of competition, aren't we? This, this, this could be the but, final. But the thing is, he's not even good, good enough in the Premier League. Yeah, that's that's the thing, isn't it? He it, doesn't display good performances a lot anymore. I mean that that um that performance, well, kind of ultimately scapegoating him was similar to that. Remember that Carrius goalkeeper moment in the final? Like it, it's similar borders, man. And like, how many times can this guy, you know? You know, he's going to get unlucky, but a lot of the time yeah, of he's course. putting himself in that unlucky position. Yeah, you create so, your own luck, don't you? Yeah, so how many times is that guy going to, you know, make that shitty decision for it to end up like it was before you're like, right, this is enough. I'd rather start someone young. Yeah, I say, like, I don't know. I think they're just stuck there. Like, they offered him that five year contract. I don't see who's buying him. I really don't like who's gonna pay the money is gonna cost to even buy him. Yeah, I mean, if they let him go, it has to be for some silly money like 12 million. If that, nine. But oh, I don't know. I don't think uh, so. What would, you, what would you say? What less? Because you have, to, you have to. So he has four and a half years on his contract. You have to buy him out of his contract but... and pay a fee, don't you? That's how obviously transfers work. Like yeah. when we talk about when Saka signs a six year deal, he. Money can't buy him, can you? Because you have to pay out the contract and you have to pay a fee. I just don't see who can afford, like, what it would take to get him. Let's say, I don't know, it might cost, a bare minimum might cost 30 million to get him out of his contract to get him to your club. Are you going to pay 30 million for Gomez now? I mean, is it, if Liverpool really want to get him gone, they're going to have to work out some kind of a deal where, you know, they don't have to pay for the contract and Liverpool pay off the contract, you pay for him. Yeah, I guess. That's, yeah, something could losses. be done for sure, but I think they'll keep him for a backup, to be honest. Yeah. I think, they will. I think they'll keep him as a rotation. Yeah. We've seen Klopp doesn't like to... Like, this is... Obviously, there's a developing narrative around Klopp, isn't there, where he likes the emotion of players and hanging on to players who have served him well and stuff like that. Like, Pep gets a lot of praise because he's very cutthroat, isn't he? Like, I'll drop your ass no matter what you've achieved for me. Whereas... Klopp's the other side, which obviously is his main strength most years. Yeah. But he loves his team. He'll die for his team. Like if you know, if you give one hundred and forty percent, you'll start next week, sort of thing. Is that starting to bite him in the ass? Where you're bringing on players like you know, as much as we love him, you're bringing on James Milner against Real Madrid. Like, I mean, it's, it's not because you, you know, not that... fancy in the win, are you? When you're bringing on when you're bringing on Milner against Real Madrid. <laughs> nah. I mean, you know that saying, like, sometimes when you love something, you got to let it go? I think Klopp yeah. has to, like, actually do that with a lot of the players. In well, There's obvious I mean, three or four players now. But, which... but the thing is, he he can't sell his players. The, 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 they don't want to, like, the actual Liverpool owners don't want to invest no money. So, like, yeah. Gomez has to start because there's no one else. Because they're not going to buy anyone else. So if they sell him... They're gonna start start Milner in centre back. Yeah. Like it's as yeah. simple as that. Like 
Liverpool they, right they, now. They spend, don't they? But they never do anything over the top. So like every year it has to be calculated, doesn't it? Like get rid of two, get three in. Like it's never we're gonna buy four or five players in this window. But is the it? thing is, even like this one, like yeah, I guess they bought Gagpo, but literally, you know, Klopp did say like there's not gonna be any more money spent, and it's not because it's not because they don't need to. It's because they're not they're literally not going to. It's a choice rather than a, you know, like, oh, we don't need to. Like, they're not going to. So Yeah, you, you leave yourself no... I mean, it's horrible. Like, football is just money now, isn't it? But with their strategy, you leave yourself zero room for error, don't you? And they did get it right for quite a few years, and then they didn't buy anyone. <laughs> then they only bought one. Then they only bought two. And now you're in this situation, aren't you? Like, you've got to be so perfect. You know, teams like Brighton and stuff like that, like, they... They they are only so good because they are perfect with transfers, and it's not sustainable. Like no. Man City aren't perfect with transfers. God knows, Man United aren't perfect with transfers. Yeah. So like, but because they spend so much and they take so many shots, they throw four darts at the dartboard instead of throwing one trying to hit the bullseye. Don't they? Yeah. They're gonna hit the bullseye more than you are. Yeah, it's tragic. I think. I think it'll be all right. Like I think they'll be fine. Obviously, they won't get through here, but no. this could be a bit of a blessing. Obviously, focus a bit more on the league. Hopefully, get, get some better injury records. You've got Jota, Firmino coming back. You need to keep Kanati fit at some point because he's so good. So yeah. much better than Gomez. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, the thing is, obviously, all the players you said are coming back is great, but they're all attacking players. Like, the midfield is the problem, and there's not even anyone injured, really, in the midfield for them to come yeah. back. Imagine if this Pachetis isn't like in a world where he isn't as good as he's looking now. Yeah, you'd be scared, wouldn't you? Like, thankfully, he's like been recently discovered as a little bit of a jewel in the crown. It's still very early, but a good Real Madrid performance, in my opinion, is really showing. But yeah. imagine if he wouldn't. Imagine if he had started one game and just played ass, for example. Like, he's <laughs> super young. That'd be fine. But all of a sudden, you're looking at your midfield still being Henderson, Thiago, Fabinho. And that, and your backups Milner. Yeah, literally. It's dodgy, isn't it? it? I think they'll be alright. I think Fabinho's getting a bit too much slack. I think in DM you're really a product of the system. Like once your team starts showing frailties and you're playing DM, you just get passed around. Yeah, I mean, I one thing I heard in the podcast was like nowadays people think that when you play a CDM, you're never gonna get dribbled past, never gonna get passed by, like. <laughs> like it's football like you can't intercept everything so i think it's cdm sometimes either escape escape goes and like oh cdm played bad so you lost like it's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's more to it than that you know mm. yeah i think i'll be all right it was just like a yeah it was I mean, like a thir- it was like a 30 minute collapse wasn't it and then it was just past the point of return I mean, it, so some it, mistakes, some collective bad moments, and that's it. Against a team like Real Madrid, they've scored four. Yeah, I mean, the the thing that Klopp needs to work out now is like, okay, our first twenty minutes were perfect, literally perfect, executed to the plan. How do we now keep the next forty five minutes, sixty minutes, ninety minutes, you know, like that? Mm-hmm. But you know, it'd be it'd be a great ego boost if they not ego boost, but like morale for the season if they can come away with a win in the next one even if you win it one nil it's still it'll keep the fans feeling a lot better won't it yeah if I you mean... lose your second tie again then people are going to be pissed off people will chalk this up to as a bad 40 <laughs> minutes if you could come away with a 
one nil win in your next leg or something like that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the charge for top four is back on, isn't it? Um, I, don't I think know it'd be a top... really good moral one. I don't think the top four is even in question right now for, the, for that team. I think I think lots, lots of people thought it was. I think Fingers is. I mean, even even I did at the start of the season. I don't know. I think at the end of the season there'll be a top four ish performing team, but they're not gonna get top four. Finish and leave it a little late. Yeah, I think towards the end of the season we're gonna start seeing Liverpool, you know, back in the swing of things. But just like too if there far was two or three now. more match days, sort of thing, they might have got it. But yeah, they just might, might have just clinched it if some results went their way. Yeah. I think um yeah. I think they'll get top six, top four now. They're just not good enough right now. Yeah, I agree. You just gotta keep back in your team, don't you? Like that's what this Liverpool success has been made of. Like yeah. you were like even at, at your very peak, you weren't the most talented team on the planet. Like Liverpool, Liverpool because of their togetherness, to care how they play, they run for each other, don't they? You just gotta get a bit of that back. With a little bit of extra quality, which you had then, and you just lack a little bit now. Yeah, I think it'll be all right. Big, big window though. Big window. I mean, really, it's gonna shape could shape the next three or four well, years. This well, window. We'll see how the window goes though, innit? Because oh, I'm so right, excited. They don't. They don't look like they're spending right now. Yeah, well, I guess in most Liverpool fans are hoping the takeover happens, aren't they? And they just spend like Chelsea <laughs> yeah that's what they're hoping for we'll see what happens though I guess that's a topic for another pod whether that's a good attitude to have but <laughs> it's the world we live in isn't it so it is what it is yeah well do you have the question to sign us out yeah I have I have a, I have a, I have a decent one today I think so we got <laughs> obviously we're going literally Champions League has just kicked off so we're going to skedaddle and watch that What's going to be, what could be your go-to? You sit down, bang, what food you got in front of you to eat while you're watching the game? Oh, well, that's a, that's an easy one. We're going to go McDonald's. Oh, filthy bastards. Well, that, that's because I'm just getting Mackey's in a sec anyway, but... um. Oh, damn. Okay, I like yeah, it. I, like I, it. I, I mean, Mackey's is just so easy to eat. No matter what you get, you're just going to be like, mm-mm, I'm fooling myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're gonna get it delivered though. It's so inconsistent. Yeah, I'm gonna get it delivered. I can't be bothered to drive. Pisses me off. I, I, I've been drinking whilst doing this podcast, so it's irresponsible for me to drive. Very sensible of you. Congrats. <laughs> what nah, you saying? but I think I mean mine's mine would be pizza, but I only I saved the pizza and football for the special games. The, but a, cla- a, cla- a classic big pizza. It arrives when the game starts, just nomming on it for like, the whole first half. That's <laughs> that's king what. football vibes. I I like the pizza one, but I'd, I've been so inconsistent with my Domino's, the ones where I get it from. Man, it's been putting me off. I'm I'm going to go back to Pizza Hut, I reckon. What, they've been bad? Yeah, man. It's just, what, like cold or, similar, or just not it's, good? Just it's greasy? Just like, or... Nah, it's like not enough cheese. The pizza feels a little like... A little, a little rub, sad. A little, little rub, rubbery. Yeah, a little bit sad, you know. I... <laughs> I'm I'm there for the jolly sweaty pizza, not this kind of bullshit. <laughs> well, again, we're done. See you guys. Next Episode week. fourteen has been great. We'll see you soon. Yes, sir.